coffee, coffee and, and computers. Coffee computers. <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Welcome to Coffee and Computers, a podcast. I am Kavin Thacker, and we're also joined by a a group of fellow fun people. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. <laughs> Logan. Logan, don't be shy. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> All right, I, I'll I'll take the lead here. My name is uh, Ethan Plaggy. I am a freshman here at IUPUI, and I am majoring in media arts and science over here at the uh, IT building. All right, I'll go next. Um, I'm Will Bickle. I'm also a media arts and science major uh, specializing in 3D. And I'm right here on campus today. I'm William Rubino. I'm a, a freshman, big shock. Uh, and my, my major is in media arts and sciences. I'm also trying coffee, not good. <laughs> I finally got my microphone working. Sorry about that. My name is Logan Orinder. Uh, I am also, surprisingly, a freshman at IUPUI studying informatics at School of Informatics and Computing. Thank you all. Uh, I also forgot to mention I'm also a freshman and I'm studying informatics. As you can tell, this is a very high production value podcast. Uh, and for our topic... We are addressing the, the obvious talking topic at hand, COVID-19, the global pandemic. Uh, yes, <laughs> what, are your, what are your guys' thoughts on COVID-19? Oh, dear. No hot take. Not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Anyone? Oh, no, man. Uh, I've been kind of enjoying the past couple, couple, couple months. I'm having a good time. I'm trying to decide whether or not that's a joke. Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Man. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I've. It's not been ideal. <laughs> I've really more than anything else. I miss physical activity. It's hard for me to like actually want to get out and do something because I spend so much time working indoors on one thing or another that I. I just. I my uh, media arts or media app development teacher actually said it best. It's like you lose concept of time because you're just spending so much time indoors. And so I just always forget to go outside and take a walk or something. I always forget to do it. And I'm, I've gained quite a few more pounds than I would like from that. My skin has never looked so pale. And I never thought that was possible before. And now, now I, my nightmares have become a reality. The worst part is that when you hit freshman, you're ready for all this, like all the, the stuff you are told about college, like, you meet everyone, uh, you meet like, your best friends here, and everyone is really active and out and about. And they're, it's much different with high school where everyone's sort of like kind of waiting for someone else to start something. There's always something going on during college. And then you get here during COVID and no one's on campus. And if they are, they're getting food and they're leaving right away. Um, <laughs> Not fun. Not a fan. Yeah. Food is about the only exciting thing that ever happens to me at this point. It's just going out to eat, maybe with someone, maybe. Or just like walking into a restaurant by myself, ordering one thing and leaving. 
Eating alone is fun. Anyway, uh, as as we've said, we're all freshmen, and as Will was talking about, you know, we had this expectation of our first year experience at college, and obviously that didn't turn out. Um, so, how have you guys dealt with adjusting to college uh, during COVID? Definitely a weird experience, um, just because it's like, it almost sort of feels like high school, like again, just because it's like, I, I really don't have any interactions with any of the teachers or the professors or really like any of the classmates as a whole. It's just kind of difficult, you know, just kind of like hard to kind of focus or really just do things in classes in general. It's a little terrifying, really. Um, you know, yesterday, for instance, our, the service that we get all of our assignments from, and generally where all the teachers put like, when classes are, are starting or the links to go to the classes, it's shut down. So I think teachers try to make themselves readily available as best they can, professors. I think faculty also try to, but then the issue becomes, uh, now you can't have everyone accountable for one one set of time everyone now is working at a completely different pace because when you're in person you're engaged and you're there and when you're uh, at home or at your dorm there could be some uncontrolled chaos going on around the scenes and you that's just something you can't really like address makes uh makes me miss going into classrooms and i agree with ethan it's sort of like a redux of high school. I remember our last semester of high school, we didn't have, what was it? We didn't have prom. Did any of you have prom? Your... No. Prom for us was shut down pretty much as soon as the word for, as soon as the word of COVID hit the United States, it, it was gone. There, there was nothing happening there. Um, all right. <laughs> My school, uh, Center Grove High School, we, they did do something. They did do something. They had all the teachers, or not all the teachers, but they had like patrols of teachers running around the bus routes and all of the, uh, or they, they, they'd say, put like they, they sent out a Google form and said, hey, put your name, put your address and we'll hit you up on the way over. So they had these patrols of teachers they're called the prom patrol come by and just start blaring their horns and everything and making noise. They really, really, really tried. And I really, it was, it was, it was something. Um, my robotics team also did uh, like a little prom celebration thing. They did the same exact thing pretty much, except for without the, it, it was less prom oriented and more just, it's a happy end of year. They drove by all the seniors houses and gave them a hard time. It was great. For our school, of course, prom was canceled like instantly, but um we did something a little different. We did Minecraft prom, which was, that was fantastic. We all, I had, I was the one who set up the server. I put that up and just invited like the senior class and just made a big, it was a mess, but it was really fun. It was just more of an excuse to play Minecraft than anything else. But yeah, that's what we had going on. Has anyone seen that meme circulating around about uh, graduating on Roblox? I, I've seen Roblox, I've seen Animal Crossing, some great graduations for the class of 2020. 
Graduating on Animal Crossing would not be that bad, to be honest with you. It'll at least yeah, make I've it seen pretty, some good uh, ones. Yeah. I will say it's it's interesting how creative they've been getting with I I really respect the schools, especially IUPY and how they've been handling it. They've been really cautious. Um, and then some like my old high schools also been really cautious with it. And our first our our actual graduation did take place in person, but it was incredibly sanitized and you know spread out yeah someone hired a banner for one of their kids and a plane flew across the sky not joking wish i was um but like the first time it was just a an online thing and they had people send in recordings of stuff and everyone was editing it so like they're they're trying and they're doing a great job of it it's just it's not um it's a difficult thing to adjust to yeah, and this is, I this is the first time, maybe not the first time. This is the first time in my lifetime, anyway, that um, or that I, in recent memory that I can recall the United States having such an organized response to, uh, to something, and I and organized in the sense that it is the United States, but, and it's been very interesting seeing all the, uh, interactions and whatnot, the quick adaptation that a lot of stool a lot of schools and uh companies have had to do yeah i will say (laughs) vickle go ahead i was gonna say regarding graduation i'd say if i had to pick the one thing positive to come out of covid it would be how um my school handled graduation as uh, i'm from speedway high school as in motor speedway indianapolis 500 and for that one, um, they had all of the graduating seniors meet up at the high school in their cars. They put a big magnet on the side with your name. And then they had us drive to Speedway. There were people out on the streets. It was this whole big thing. It was really cool. People just spaced out like along the route from the high school to the track. And then we were handed our diplomas when we got out and crossed the yard of bricks. That was really really freaking cool that was i would say that was the one big positive to come from this whole mess yeah i think in a larger sense i think because covid is such a global event i think everyone kind of has that special acknowledgement or appreciation for like i don't know quote unquote sacrifice of the class of 2020 and like we got more celebration and acknowledgement than we would have gotten if it wasn't a pandemic. People are more aware of, you know, the challenges. So I think that like our celebration was significantly increased because we have gone through this terrible thing that canceled a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if you saw the 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 American great like high school graduation thing they put on the news. But I mean, who else can say that like President Obama spoke at my graduation? It's pretty cool. I'm just saying. I don't know. I was about to say I I, I remember when Barack Obama congratulated the class of 2020 and I I was that I, I remember Barack Obama being the first president that I was actually like sort of exposed to because when you're a kid you didn't know yeah. really about yeah. politics. So it's like to hear the 
the first president you really really grew up with heard about right in the heart felt felt great yeah Mm. senator grove (laughs) made fun of it not not obama's speech um senator grove made fun of the whole like there were pandemic the the whole pandemic (laughs) um we have a shop not too far away from us coffee connections does uh (laughs) she did the the trying to remember the word like the t-shirts and all of the stuff for our my robotics team uh not only like just a week before graduation uh people started getting shirts from coffee connections with uh cg 2020 skip day champions or senior skip day champions and everybody loved it because it, it, it was it was just making fun of the fact that we were all embracing the suck so Anyway, yeah. that's that's all I've got. I honestly I feel like it's so much worse for the class of 2021 at this point because like we're reaching the tail end, the vaccines are starting to like roll out. I think that I'm glad I graduated when I did in terms of this whole thing because I feel like it's not going to be nearly as memorable for that class. Yeah, I've said like the same thing a lot where like <clears throat> we kind of like got out before like it really got serious obviously like you know when the <laughs> as so many people said when the pandemic hit um everything kind of shut down which i think is a natural response um but because of that like um i mean fortunately that happened like close to the end of our year in a way so like we kind of just got the tail end of it, but like uh, Will Bickle said, like class of 2021, their whole year this year has been uh, afflicted by the pandemic and it's been really difficult for them. And the whole college search process has also been affected by that too. Uh, but we are all freshmen and fortunately we all uh, started college this year, um, which is a whole nother experience, obviously starting college during pandemic. Um, but in terms of how IUPUI is handling it and being on campus, we also have lots of mitigation testing, which I think is very helpful in uh, curbing the spread of the virus. I think that's obvious, but as with anything, uh, you know, everyone takes the burden of testing differently. So what do you guys think about that? It's got its drawbacks. Yeah. I remember last semester, it started out where, um, it it started out just like every, I think every few weeks they, it wasn't that like every few weeks they picked a random section of housing to do it. And now it's like every section of housing gets it every two weeks or uh, gets one twice every week. Is that is that how it's evolved? That is. Yeah. And I, I do have a story to tell about um uh, the first like because right in the first semester it was like that was like randomly selected. I think they said it was like ten percent of all the students would just get randomly selected every week, and mm-hmm. uh, I got selected nine weeks in a row, which like how is that even possible? Like, clearly that wasn't random. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did or who, who I got angry. They're like, this guy definitely has COVID. I, 
don't you're know on why. some you're on somebody's list man yeah that's definitely the longest record i've heard of i've heard of some five weeks and six weeks never nine man i really didn't get I, during that first semester i didn't get randomly selected that much um there were like i think maybe two instances that i can very easily recall um i remember during the break between semesters i don't know why they they i had i moved out of my housing in riverwalk they had me fill out like they allowed me to fill out a form that says i'm not going to be here until february so don't bother me i'm not going to be tested I, I don't need to be tested because i'm not going to be on campus every single week during that break they sent me a notice saying you need to fill out a a, a testing thing for the first couple times i filled out an exemption form saying hey i've already told you guys i'm not going to be here february or for all of february up until february i'm sorry so don't bother me and then it's just, it, it turned into, I just started ignoring them and they never said anything about it. No, all right. I do have a, this is a Ethan's quick tip of the day for anyone doing a mitigation testing. All right, so you know, like the long escalator ride that you take up to go get your, your, uh, your test. What you do is you start at the bottom and you just hold in your spit. And when you climb up the escalator, by the time that you you are like all the way in line and getting getting like spitting it out, you your mouth is full of spit and you can just like do it in like two seconds. Works every time. I'm telling you what, that is like 100% <laughs> best advice I was given. That you is gotta amazing. Be you got to be careful about that though, because uh, answering the questions about like, <laughs> hey, what's your name? What's your date of birth? You try and speak and you just a mouthful of spit just goes that through your mask. True. You, you got to yeah. mumble through that, but that's, that's easily <laughs> the hardest part of it. Oh yeah, I've been, that's been like a mini challenge the past couple weeks with the twice week testing, just seeing how fast I can just get in and out. Yeah. yeah. I think with this semester, like obviously there have been some changes where like, um, IU now has our own like testing ability. So we can, or like the campus can have many more people tested more frequently. So I think that's definitely a strength of uh, the mitigation strategy for the semester. And honestly, like I get that it's difficult to like go to the campus center maybe twice a week for some people, but I think it's definitely very useful. And I personally don't have a problem with getting tested. In fact, I think it's uh, definitely good, you know, just for the sense of safety and security for yourself and also for other people too. Yeah. And you you're going to know really quick if you end up getting COVID, so. Well, exactly. And um, it's very efficient too, I think. Uh, let's say I, yeah, I, I usually get tested about at 9am, which is close to like the earliest spot they have. And then results usually come back at 5pm. So it's pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, it's been pretty easy. Oh, oh you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I haven't been given a test since I was positive. I was positive at the, the start of the testing. Um, but I already have been in quarantine for about half a month, maybe three weeks. So I had, I'm fairly certain I was just positive and no longer had any, like I wasn't contagious anymore. 
but I hadn't actually gotten a test. So I had to take a test and then be in quarantine for another week. So I was in quarantine for a month. So Will, you got it then. What, what was it like, your experience? Uh, it's full of paranoia. I didn't have symptoms, which I think is almost as scary as having symptoms for mm, a much different reason. Hearing that you might not be able to smell or taste is scary. Not knowing that you can make other people have that have that is scary in a completely different way. So I, the whole time I was like, am I sick? Am I not sick? Did I somehow miss it? Have I been, if I go back out there and I'm positive, do I spread it? Or like, have I, have I been spreading it if I've gone out? Which I, we adhered to policy of like staying in, not getting anything. But like, I was afraid that even after that month, I wasn't clear still, you know, it's because like when you, if you have a flu, they're like, stay in. And then you have the flu, you feel it, you know, you have the flu and then it goes away and you're like, it's everything's good now. The flu is gone. But when you have a disease and you don't have the symptoms, you just like, you're at a loss. What do you, you feel fine. And you just like, don't know, do I, like, how do you, how do you move on from that? Can you ever be certain that you're not sick again? Scary. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a scary experience. Uh, I had a coworker who I worked with, uh, like over, over the winter break. Who said that he got it around like Thanksgiving almost and then th- this was like in like January but no he said that he still could not like taste or smell anything and it had been like two months since he had got it so it's like definitely a it's a weird thing to think about some of the long-term effects that getting COVID has I don't know heard a lot of back and forth on just the I think what really gets me and what makes me so concerned about it it's just the wild variation i hear on what this thing does and given how i'm gonna use the word volatile uh the kind of energy around news and social media has been recently and the entire time during the pandemic i haven't quite been able to set things straight in my head as to what it does because some people were saying, oh, it does, uh, it has like a long-term psychological effect. It's pulmonary. It's, I, I don't know. And so that that's the scary part is I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen. I know what people are saying. And I know what I've been hearing. I know what the CDC and when all, what all of that has been saying. I'm just not 100% sure anymore because there's so much information right now. Yeah, um, I agree. My, like this last week, my mom told me, she's like, I... I think I might be positive again because I have like a seasonal, it's like a, every year my my brother, my mom and I, we all have like a seasonal, like sort of allergy kind of, you know, you get a stuffy nose, a little bit of a headache, but those are listed in the, the COVID symptoms. So I know exactly what you mean. Like uh, when she, when she said that we, we weren't sure we got, tested we like closed off again because it it, like has 
such a, a dreadful paranoia with it that even if you like have known that you've had seasonal allergies for many years at the same time you're like well I can't just assume that it's seasonal and let it pass you know you you have to be careful because otherwise you're going to hurt somebody yeah it's amazing how like if we think all the way back like almost about a a full year now how like um trying to find the right word how how sparse availability was for getting a COVID test and now you know uh like you said you know if you feel symptoms you can get tested and now uh if you're on campus you get tested twice a week so it's amazing how relatively quickly they've ramped that up and uh, the prevalence of available testing. Speaking of quickly ramping things up, uh, the vaccine is coming and um, it's really an impressive feat um, of the scientific community that they got uh, the vaccine out and it's rolling and uh, lots of people have already gotten it, but obviously Still got a long way to go, but it's looking good. I think the the latest vaccine was the Johnson and Johnson that they ju- they just released one of theirs, and I remember the effectiveness of it was sixty to seventy percent around that that range. I think closer to sixty. I could be wrong. I I do remember that the the Pfizer was around. It was higher. The difference is that the Johnson and Johnson has one. One vaccine, the Pfizer has two. Um, I think they've been doing a good job of giving priority to who is in desperate need of the vaccine as compared to who who should be exposed, like how we think someone should be ex- like exposed to the vaccine first. For instance, my when they started doing that, my original thought as well, should they do like the the essential workers first that way? you know, they're in the contact with people the most, they're at most risk for getting sick. But in reality, uh, the people who are, who are at risk of like going through something bad when getting sick, people who have health issues or or whose immune systems aren't as good as people who are younger, um, they definitely need to get it first. So I commend how we've been going about it. But I do wonder when we're going to get our turn with it i'm a little yeah. afraid i can speak from a different a little bit of a different perspective here because i live in ohio so like it's a little bit the distribution system is a little bit different than in indiana and uh i'm not gonna lie we've kind of messed it up big time in that we are still doing elderly people above the ages of like 80 or something we're still on that and i think maybe i I'd be shocked if I would get it this year, probably next year. They said, maybe you might get it. So it's, oh boy, it's going to be a while until I get either one. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. There has been a lot of, or maybe not a lot. I've, I've heard like whispers of controversy on like some side effects of the vaccine. Um, thing things ranging from as wild like as wild as infertility all the way down to uh 
just like people just getting a lot sicker. I heard that. I remember hearing at one point that somebody died like an hour after getting it, which I would, if me being me, I would just chalk that up to a really bad case of bad luck. But I don't know. Does anyone else or have me, anything to add on that? I think the the person who died was had an allergy or like a severe allergic reaction. You can go ahead. I mean, all a vaccine is is you're literally injecting the virus into your arm. So, you know, of course, there will be people who have bad side effects to it. I mean, that's just that's the case with any vaccine, especially this one, because, you know, it took, you know, a year to make, which is great. I, I approve how fast it got made. But like, you know, you, it's not the safest thing in the world, I guess, because they just haven't had enough time to like properly test it. I mean, so I guess there would be some side effects, probably. I mean, again, I'm not a scientist, so don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah. that's just my hot take. I mean, there Thank are obviously testing that the vaccines have to go through, and uh, the Pfizer's has a high efficacy. And so I think the vaccine, as I understand it, has a version of the virus that's dead. So it can't actually affect you or infect you because it's dead. And really, it's just allowing your immune system to develop antibodies. Yeah, I was going to say a little bit of nerd talk here, but I think it's just insanely cool how they designed this vaccine. Because from my understanding of it, uh, like what they did is they took like a small portion that every like part of the COVID vaccine has, and they just inject instructions on how to deal with that. Like it's the mRNA. So it's like teaching them how to build like a specific detection system for this one thing. And so anything that has it just gets shut out immediately, which is a little different from like a normal vaccine, which is like more along the lines of giving you a small dose so that your body fights it. But it's literally just like teaching it how to build that defense. And I don't know, I thought that was insanely cool how quickly the scientific community found that little workaround. And that's something I heard as well that in I, I I, from the little bit of research I've done on it, it doesn't seem that bad. There are a lot of people who are like, ooh, different type of vaccine. What are the effects of this? I think it's really cool that the, the way that they uh, went about and made that and the different approach, the slightly different approach they took on it. Uh, yeah, I, I, it is neat. No, I think uh, one, of, one of the key things I think coming out of this is just seeing how quick we can get something done if we just focus on it almost where it's because it's like normally it takes, you know, so long to make some stuff like that. But if you have like everybody just focused in, it's like, we got to do this. It really kind of cuts like time required in order to make something. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like a, a war effort fighting the virus, um, which I hope and this is off topic, that the scientific community can devote to fighting climate change because that's a, an urgent crisis. But um, a resource that uh, IU has is um, the COVID webinars with uh, Dr. Aaron Carroll, who I believe is the director of mitigation testing. And I don't know, I kind of think of him as the Dr. Fauci of IU as like the figurehead of the science. So uh, those are on Wednesdays at noon Eastern, I believe. And I've, I've watched a handful of those. 
they're really helpful because um, he answers like questions that uh, people in the community can submit and just general uh, information about how the virus is going and especially now the uh, vaccine. Uh, I think we, we can close it out. If anyone wants to share any closing thoughts, we can do that. Wear a mask, keep people safe, please. Exactly. Get some exercise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you better than me. Get some exercise. It's it's much more difficult to go and do something like to go out, but if you can find a way around it, I highly recommend it. The way I exercised during quarantine was to walk a mile from my apartment to campus every every day to get food. That is probably the only reason that I'm not like 10 pounds heavier, 10 plus pounds heavier. If you get if you have 50 uh 50 bucks to spare, the fitness center uh does have really good procedures on keeping the equipment and whatnot safe. I'm actually about like as soon as I'm as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to sign up because I <laughs> I need to lose weight and I can't remember to walk on time. So yeah, don't forget fitness center is a thing. It is open. It is functional. That's a good plug for campus recreation. Ethan, my, my parting word of advice, and this is completely off topic, is to get eight hours of sleep every night because uh, it truly messes with your system otherwise. I am I'm a prime example of that in that I think I got three hours of sleep last night and uh, I feel miserable. So just a word to the wise. Oh, yeah, I... you have got that right. I, it's been tough especially like if you're living on campus or you're just quarantining living eating working in the same place is tough if you can I found what helps find a way to take one of those things do it elsewhere I've been going to the library just because if I'm working in the same place that I have my food and television and everything else I cannot focus so that's Bickle's tip for this week go out, find somewhere else to do your work or eating or whatever. Yep, definitely agree with Bickle's tip. Uh, like I have my bedroom and then in a different room, I have my work desk where I do all my schoolwork and, uh, you know, go to class on Zoom. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, Will Rubino had something to say. Last minute thing. I, I do. Try eating. There's a bunch of places where IUPY and IU, all those campuses have listed places in which you can, if you have like a crimson card, which I believe we all do, or you, yeah. you, yeah, I believe it's required. You can, you can go and and get food at those places. I highly recommend if you're on campus, they're all in walking distance. Go walk to those places. Um, all of them have good procedures, especially the ones on campus, great procedures to avoid uh, COVID and also a decent enough variety for you to not have the same thing over and over again. And it might seem out of the way, but once you start going and do that, it, it's, you feel so much better about, about it instead of like eating and working as, as Bickle said, just 
doing all that stuff in one spot is a terrible thing for the the human psyche and also on top of that i'm sure to ethan's point most people don't get enough sleep or they get or they oversleep like i did and that also messes with the system in different ways yep oh and there's a go Go out (laughs) yes and as a closing plug for more information on iu and covid go to covid.iu.edu because that has information. And if you have questions, you should read it. Anyway. Closing, closing plug. Uh, to any of you listeners yeah. out there, if you want to contact us for any podcast ideas, you can uh, contact us at... Uh, shoot. Okay, Kevin, yeah. what, what is the email? <laughs> I, I was wondering if you remembered. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for listening to the Coffee and Computers podcast. Uh, like Ethan was saying, our email is cncpod at iupui.edu. That's cncpod at iupui.edu. Uh, you can be our first email. And uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's a vacuum nearby. So, no? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. All right, well... Thank you all for listening. Uh, Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode. Speaking of which, we're planning on doing monthly episodes. So next month. Next month. Thank you for listening. Goodbye and have a good day. See ya. Adios. Wow, what a great episode, everybody.